Stroud looking underneath. Caught. And touchdown, Jackson Smith and Jekyll. Big hole for Bond. High stepping into Baylor territory. And you can kiss Deuce Bond goodbye. Action here. Williams setting up. Going downtown. Mims is there. Touchdown, Oklahoma. Baylor's with a quick swing pass. It's Keaton Mitchell on the sideline. Across midfield. It's a foot race. Welcome back to the Burning Red Shirt Podcast, episode 27. I'm your host, Zach Tao. And again, Andrew Katz and Chris Kay are with me to talk observations from week zero and some probably looking ahead to depth chart, um, things that were revealed in depth charts over the last probably hour and kind of what we expect from week one. But how are you guys doing? Good. Did, have you, did you know you put just a Z as your name or was that on purpose? Like, oh, that's in like StreamYard. That's in StreamYard. They, they can't see that. I know, but I just was curious if you did it. It's like Z a nickname for you? No. At home? It's What's just, your nickname at home? My nickname at home? Do you have a nickname? Like mm. do people, your friends in the group call you something <laughs> other than Zach? No. Well, I'm curious what they call you. Like usually, most people just call me K to be honest. Oh yeah. But, you know, because... I don't know. When you play baseball, you try to find like, the easiest, quickest thing to say. Yeah, yeah. So many people gravitate towards cats. And you hate it, don't I'm you? fine with. <laughs> only I think cats fam- is great. Only family is allowed to call me Andy. And people try. I, 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 I've told you this like, on, on the side as well. People think that they can just go there, and they can't. They immediately <laughs> immediately sets, a, sets you off on a bad first step in our potential friendship. <laughs> and Andrew's good. That's a that's a net positive for you. Um, if you're trying to get to know me, Drew is like I, I would love to get there. And <laughs> only a few people have actually called me, and it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. Um, and then APK, m- some of my buddies have started calling me that, and I love that. And I so I, I don't know if you saw I I spun up some words for uh, franchises uh, website. Yeah, I saw it. And and he just he just went ahead and like used APK with it. We've never discussed that before in the past ever. So nice. I was like, oh, I, I thought we were cool, and now I know we are cool. So. <laughs> I love APK. That's good. It's but good. Yeah, that's, yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. The Andy thing. Like I slightly knew that. I, I don't ever do nicknames on people unless they tell me. Right. Uh, so I would have never done Andy. It's like my dad hates Mike. He's a Michael, and he's like, just don't ever call me Mike. That's interesting. So, of course, I call him Mike. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I'm wearing my Boise State shirt this week. What yeah. are you guys wearing? Shit, I forgot to put on. Unbelievable. Home field. I, I got a, I, I got a half marathon shirt on. Not to brag or anything. <laughs> yeah. I have a Tennessee on, so obviously, oh, big week. Perfect. Big week for us. And Game no, week. and for anybody listening, no, we're not jumping into the Brew McCoy discussion. We'll save That'll that. Be... We'll save that after he goes seven for one fifty and two on Saturday. <laughs> I mean this this is going to be an unbearable world if that happens. But uh, it's the, but yeah. also it's Thursday, and I I, I built already oh, like 30. thirty lineups for that Thursday slate. It's it's incredible. Have you looked at it? I yeah, I've started looking at stuff. There's just a lot with all these FCS teams that makes. Yeah, me I know. Dirty. I'm ignoring all of them. I'm sure that'll come. I think there's me. one guy on Eastern Illinois that could be good. He's like, <laughs> I looked at his game. I have not looked at anything into those teams, but I scrolled through it and saw he averaged like a bunch of points, and he's like 4,600. So I clicked at his game log, and he like. 
just tore shit up last year at the final six games. So I'll have to look at him. But otherwise, I like the slate. I mean, they they were soft in some areas and they were tough and others like there's a lot of good matchups. And then when you have like the FCS teams, you know, you just pray that you not you don't miss on the Chase Brown where he goes for like 50 points. Right. right. Yeah. So. All right, guys. So week zero came and went. Um, was there anything that kind of jumped out at you as kind of shocking or revealing? Because I'll I'll start and say I'm shocked that well, obviously Nebraska onside kicking up eleven was was kind of shocking, but I'm shocked at how bad Nebraska actually is. Still, like Northwestern's not good. At least I didn't think so. I don't. Who do you think called plays in that game? Like, it's definitely Whipple, right? Who's called would, the, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, you would think offense. Whipple. Like, right? Frost has been so neutered at this point from a that from a coaching standpoint that he's. I assume he's more or less a figurehead. Well, did but, you hear his his comment after the game? No, he Frost basically said the offensive staff has to get more creative in this league. Or something well, along those lines, and I'm thinking I think he's oh, right. Did you like? So I watched. Well, that that leads to me to, leads me to believe that he's not calling the plays. Yeah, I <clears throat> I watched a good amount of that game, and it's for as someone that could not be farther removed from actual football. Uh, it's easy for me to judge with no practical experience whatsoever. But I think it's interesting. Like I watched the first few drives and I, I guess that those drives tend to lend themselves more to scripting or whatever. I guess, mm-hmm. I don't know what, what that actually means, but it, like it, it seemed so evident the difference between the drives at the beginning of the game. And then as the game wore on, like they started with the screen pass to Trey Palmer, everything looked good for a little while. And then I don't think I know, saw another screen the rest of the game. It, it just seemed like there was no, they were, they weren't trying to do anything to actually like get, quick easy wins in the passing game it was i don't know if the, it, the play calling i agree it, it did fall apart who's responsible for that who's to say but yeah but i yeah, think well, defensively the too, bus. defensively they, they they let northwestern put up 31 seems like a lot of points Walensky <laughs> owned them hall looked great porter even had like a he had like 100 total yards i think like they pretty much did whatever they wanted and that's not a good sign if right you're the uh opposing team from the uh northwestern because it's northwestern right um so that was my game that kind of shocked me you guys have one that was that stood out to you as either fun to watch or lived up to the hype didn't live up to the hype week zero for me i'm i'm sorry there i love it for so many reasons but strategically i think that it's cool from like a season long perspective that when you're doing drafts, you can almost use it as a cheat, a hack to get, um, to take some coin flips, take some shots. And then if they don't pay off, you just cut, cut the guys. Like most, most leagues have waivers running before, uh, in between week zero and one in some capacity, whether it's free for all or an actual, like a waiver cycle. So at the back of your drafts, taking note of who is playing week zero and when it, whether it comes down to position battles or just uh, freshmen and looking to, to target situations that, hey, maybe it's a coin flip on paper, but if that coin hits in your favor, it's 200, 300% payoff. That's something that I was trying to do a little bit of uh, towards the end of this offseason when I was when I was doing less uh, best ball and more in-season managed leagues and seeing some opportunity for that with like, okay, uh, UNC's roster. 
right? With the running backs, mm-hmm. with Andre Green, with Drake May, and uh, Criswell. Obviously, that was kind of settled going in. But like when we when we were drafting the last two three weeks, uh, especially with British Brooks going down, there was so much opportunity there that uh, we had a, we actually we got like a free sneak peek that we didn't have to pay for really uh, in any capacity in redraft leagues and yeah i mean i i I drafted all four in one league in my home league Uh, i I drafted green i drafted the two running backs i drafted drake may and now i could just cut green no problem and i'm looking good on the other three do you guys have you seen anything why green didn't play I think I was listening to Jason the Natty, and they made reference to Brandon Sanders, the UNC guy. Yeah, the guy. UNC guy. It basically just sounds like he's super inconsistent. That like he's just a young guy that's super raw, and like his talent's amazing, but yeah, it doesn't seem like he's gonna be that much of a factor there, at that, least for the first month or two. It's so weird to me how they like. I can't think of any other schools who still. So I, I was thinking about this like the other night. No, it feels like almost no other schools actually tr- do the redshirting thing the way that it used to be done. But UNC, in some cases, seems like they do. Like, think about in 2020, no, 2019, Downs basically did not play until the bowl game. And then he went nuclear against AM when uh, Daz Newsom and the other dude uh, opted out. Or maybe that was 2020. And then last year, Gavin Blackwell did not see the field, I think, for a single snap. And now he's starting and catching touchdowns. I cut that dude in all my dynasty leagues where I snatched him up because that the ACC guy owned him in our industry league, David Hale. And I, I cut him this offseason. I'm like, oh, that guy's toast. He, he couldn't even see the field. Um, like, how do you not even take advantage of the the four-game, like, free yeah. sneak preview? Like, and now are they going to do this again with Andre Green? Like, why can't it, – it, you're playing an FCS game. The guy, you get four free games. Just put the guy on the field for a couple drives when you're up 20 or 30 and see what, what he can do. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't know enough about that whole thing, but UNC does. You know, Mac Brown's just so old. Maybe he doesn't really. Yeah, he doesn't, really he doesn't know the rule. Yeah. Um, I thought like in the same vein as what you're talking about here. I think Western Kentucky makes a lot of sense, right? Like I, and it wasn't necessary whether to cut him or drop him or whatever or keep him. It was should I play him in week one? And that was like before seeing that it's Hawaii, that Hawaii was going to give up a million points to Vandy. But I went into the week thinking, okay, like, is Austin Reed going to look good? Is he going to be productive? And then would I want to play him in one of my or any of the leagues that I have him in where I'm setting lineups, which is kind of weird. I feel like in some spots I'm like, no, I, I don't want him over the others. And then in some, I'm like, I'm definitely rostering him. But, and it was interesting. Like, I have that, I had that Kai Robichaud. Robichaud or whatever yeah and great news western kentucky wants to run the ball now <laughs> awful news Robichaud or whatever is like rb3 on the team so he's definitely cuttable so i think the western kentucky offense was probably the most interesting part of it why they started running the ball like legitimately even before it started running they were running the ball um, I mean, if they don't pass it a bunch against Hawaii, then that's just who they want to be, which is s- somewhat closer to 50-50, you know, like a 60-40 or 57-60 or 43 type, where last year they were, what, like 70% pass? So, I don't know. What do you think about their receiving options? It, which ones? I mean, obviously, Corley, but do you think Daywood continues? Do you think there's a third guy there? 
Are we getting ignore uh, Joshua Simon up, just not doing anything, apparently? I mean, Joshua Simon to me is just a figment of everyone's imagination. They're just, <laughs> they're just trying to make him a thing, and he's not a thing. It's like fetch, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess Daywood, Corley, and then I guess Hall if you're going to throw a third one in, but I don't know. I, I'm wondering if, like you're saying, like, are they going to try to run it more? I'm wondering if that was more so to just kind of ease him in, like, yeah, more be. more so than anything. And you're playing Austin P. You didn't have to throw it eighty times to to even uh, win, even though it's closer than it should have been. Um, I could see where they go against Hawaii and open it up a little bit more, but just they my, didn't really have to do that last. What's the difference between last year and this year? Right, like Baylor's uh, Bailey Zappi was awesome and. FCS and he comes up and they were playing they played garbage schools right from the jump and he they chucked it right from the jump. The first game Austin kind Reed. of mirrored the first game of both seasons kind of mirrored each other in the sense that the first quarter in, last year was a disaster for Western Kentucky. Zappy, I think he threw a pick. They I don't think they scored in the first quarter. And then things picked up and he, he ended up going absolutely nuclear. Um and Reed did pick it up like as the game progressed a little bit. I didn't watch any of the game uh this this uh this year so i couldn't uh like my i i would defer to you on how things actually looked but i, I mean they definitely it seems like i'm gonna do some quick math here because they had 36 passing attempts last year and 25 rushes so about 60 percent. so maybe that was it but like zappy was crazy efficient and yeah. austin reed looked pretty those two names should never be in the same sentence. They should never be uttered in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah. I think I think an overreaction to say that like Reed is droppable or like Reed's a guy you don't want, like or he's gonna be bad, but like he's not even gonna be seventy percent of Zappy. Like he's gonna be fifty percent, which is still pretty good, you know, but it's not like the I wouldn't even put him in the top thirty of quarterbacks yeah. throughout the whole season. But there's the problem is right their schedule so soft that like you could say, well, he didn't do well against Austin P, but it's like Austin P is not that much worse than some of these teams. He's going to be playing. <laughs> week in and out. Yeah, yeah. So it's like conference USA. at least, at least defensive matchup wise. Right. So I don't know. I think you go Matheson got some targets there at the mm-hmm. end, but I don't, they kind of felt soft. They kind of felt like not real, like almost not garbage time, but like kind of felt like garbage time. Whereas Jalen Hall, like was the guy that like stretched the field. And he's I think still he being Jalen Hall. Yeah. Well, did you see? Okay, you didn't see it, dude. He yeah. they threw it in the end zone, and he it's a bad throw or it's defended. And actually, it was a penalty, so he didn't have a chance to catch it. And he slipped, and they threw the penalty flag. And out of nowhere, he just snags the flag like a foot off the ground. <laughs> it's actually insanely impressive. Uh, so dude, he he. He's he looks so cool, and the idea of him is so good. And then he goes out and catches one pass for thirty yards, like half his games. Yeah, he um, yeah, he looks really cool. I mean, number zero, he looks, he plays the party, looks good. Yeah, and uh, just doesn't produce or whatever. All right, so let's move on to another game. Um, I honestly, I I'm happy that UConn showed well. I'm upset because my guy Keelan Marion had his touchdown catch and then broke his collarbone. Bummer. So that's kind of a downer for they me. They all got hurt in that game. It feels yeah. like. Um, 
but that's a disappointment. But I think UConn looked decent. Like, Nathan Carter was pretty much unstoppable in that game. Um, I watched. I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched a little bit of it. Um, yeah, I was tuning in a bit here and there. Because you wanted to see Bonner. <laughs> they, uh, that was interesting. UConn definitely wants to just run, run, run. And it's only going to get worse or more with um, Taekwon Roberson hurt right. for season with yeah. the torn ACL. And now they, I think they're starting as Zion Bowens, the true freshman. I think he's a true freshman. Bowens is the Hawaii guy, but Zion Carter. Zion Carter, Zion Carter. Uh, Thank you. So that'll be interesting. They're going to just run it, run it all the time. But Utah State is interesting. Turner, I'm just getting all the names. (laughs) We both got Uh, it. So the question here would be Utah State, they ran it a ton. Do you think that's just because they wanted to ease Bonner's like health in or what? Like we can't possibly think they want to run it more than they – no, easing him in. I believe the idea of hiding some stuff from Alabama. I think both <laughs> combination. I, I do. Because you know, coaches think that way. Oh yeah, um, they think they can win every game. Which why wouldn't you? That's, that's why they've ascended to that level, right? right? It's, yeah, it's not by being not confident. Like you don't go into there and say, "Guys, look, you know, try your best." I know we're probably going to lose, but you know, my, my my college baseball coach was like the best motivational speaker we were <laughs> off my freshman year at virginia tech we were awful i think we won like 23 games we won like four in the acc you play like 30 by the way and every <laughs> single weekend we were playing an acc team we played like unc Miami, all these big like incredible teams back then and every single time after like the like the pre-game kind of warm-up he gave us a speech and i thought every single time we would we would crush the other team <laughs> So it's it's everywhere. It's not just in like college football either. It's everywhere. Well, I remember. High school, I mean, high school was the same way. Yeah, my high school tennis coach. Yeah, he, he he was a, he was a dinosaur then. I think he's still kicking. I think so. He's presumably still a dinosaur. Uh, but like he was like he was he just rode the influx of talent in my town to like to like record setting wins. And but his motivational speech was basically like. You would just we would all get on the bus for a road game or gather around uh, the court for a home game and be like, "You guys are good, just go and win." And that was it. Like, okay, I guess we're good. <laughs> what I also think is funny is like, I remember we were playing high school football. We'd be down at halftime. It'd be like twenty-eight to seven against a really good team, and then you get in there and your coach is like, "Look, if nothing else, fight for the guy next to you." You know the same cliched <laughs> stuff, and like you leave that locker room and you think you're about to come back and beat them. Like realistically, come back and beat them when you're down three, four scores. Um, when you when he knows, and you probably know too, that you're not going to win. But um, like you said, to get to this level, you have to believe that your coaching is good enough to win you every game that you play. Um, but I don't know if they hid a lot of stuff from Alabama. I don't know what you can really hide from them, but. As far as they ran the ball a lot, though, they did a ton. Yeah, you like Calvin Tyler, though, Andrew. I would, I would be doing him? victory laps, but I just don't believe in it. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not gonna go out here and lap something that I think was a mirage. There's no point, and well, I don't even get the points for it. It's week zero. <laughs> All right, so there's another game, um, another oil, well, really another player I wanted to talk about. Um, how about UNLV? And Brumfield throwing for 350 and four touchdowns to, was it Ricky White in his name? 
Yeah. Yeah, from uh, Michigan, Michigan State. Like, is this just because they played Idaho State, or is this because he's actually good and going to do this more often than not? Which one? Brumfield or White? Either one. Well, we can defer to Chris. Well, on by the way, I by the way, intimately acquainted with him, with him from uh, previous Unfortunately, games. Yeah. But by the way, I was looking at the Idaho State. Uh, it popped up on the the box score, and I'm like Vanderwall. Is yeah, that, I'm Wyoming thinking guy. the Wyoming uh, castaway, right? One of the yeah. Wyoming guys. And I'm thinking, man, Wyoming. I bet they wish they had something like that now. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Uh, I think Ricky White could be. I think Ricky White and Kyle Williams are good receivers. Right. I just don't know how. Leg- I mean, Brumfield to me, like, I don't know. He. It sounded like he had the the job in the bag the whole time. They just were being nice to Harrison Bailey. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I'm not gonna. I'll tell you. I think Brumfield has a shot at being more legitimate than Aiden Bot- uh, Aiden Robbins. Like you go ten for what twenty five or thirty five against Idaho State. Yeah, that's not all that impressive. I mean, he's a big dude and he's awesome at the goal line. The his touchdown, his first touchdown at least was. I mean, he looks great, right? He's mm-hmm. huge, but like he he runs real. I mean, he runs, looks stiff. He's not fast. Does he, do you actually watch this game? I watched, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, fortunately, <laughs> I did, yeah. And he just didn't look good. I mean, damn. This is like the bad but effective. You know, if he's the Charles Williams or well, Charles Williams, Williams, in my opinion, is actually pretty decent. But like, if he gets twenty five carries, like he might break a hundred yards, but he'll probably get the two goal line touchdowns and like those those good matchups. I would think, to me, I am way off on Robbins, and I would want Brumfield if I had to. Yeah, yeah. I uh, so. Some of like the sharp, our sh- sharpest gambling friends love Doug Brumfield and are all like all convinced, or what I've seen is that like basically if he, like dude could just stay healthy, he like UNLV could be a good team. And it, like the past few years, he's just gotten hurt in like the first second game, and that's pretty much torpedoed their season. Um, so, and he like you look back at his game logs and they, like he was he not incredible but solid from a fantasy perspective in recent opportunities. So I think that he seems like a quality player. I, I don't I don't know what to expect the offense to actually look like uh, when they're not facing the Bengals, right? right. Um, but I, I think that that uh, Brumfield's a, a good player. I think he, I'm fairly certain he like is a mobile enough dude and he's a, he's a lefty, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. I can't stand lefties, man. I know. It looks, it looks wrong. He's, he's a twig, too. I mean, he's 6'5", 225, which you yeah. think is, like, pretty big. Yeah. But he looks like a twig out there. Yeah, he I does. mean, he's not James Blackman, but he's close. Yeah. Robbins played – I was box score following, but it seemed like he played – he was, like, the only back utilized while the game was close. So, as much as, as – poor, am I correct on that? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, he so, got, like, basically all the snaps. And, like, that's, that's so why huge, I think though. Even if he they, like, even if he's not like, I, I mean, how could if you told me that he looked shifty at six three two thirty five, I'd be like, damn, okay, here we go. Um, it could be worse though. Three touchdowns and all the snaps. Yeah, I, that's where I think truly is. It's the bad but effective. It's the he's going to get twenty five to thirty touches, and then when he plays like a average team, you know. It's just going to be game over. He's going to be a great play, but Maybe. I just, you know, and you get enough of those in the 
Yeah. I ended up getting him on a ton of teams, redrafting best ball, uh, just because the profile of UNLV. And it was like all the news was like, okay, this guy's number one. So let's do it. All right. Um, I guess we can talk about Chase Brown and the monster game that he had. Unless, Chris, you got something? Well, I was going to say, I want to talk about the Wyoming game. So okay, Chase, yeah, you go can, for it. You can, kick it. you can kick it with Jace Brown because yeah. Chase Brown, I don't really necessarily have <laughs> And I, you know, it's funny, like, I don't do as many drafts as you guys do, but I remember in most of the drafts I did, I was at a position to draft him, and it just always felt like a good pick. Like, whenever I was getting him, I was like, you know what? I know he's probably going to be solid. He's going to give me good points. I didn't expect necessarily this week one, week zero, but I'm – I'm pretty happy with that, what I saw. Um, maybe it's because Wyoming is horrendous. Um, when I was talking about Vanderwall, they could have used him because <laughs> they went 5 of 20 for 30 yards passing. Like, ugh. I feel like I could have done that. Like, literally, it's I could have the- stepped out there and done that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things with that. But to go back to Chase Brown... I don't have like any Chase Brown besides like our dynasty league that we drafted together. And I think you're the one that was like pushing for him, which <laughs> wasn't against, but I just don't have much or any of them. Right. And it feels like in hindsight, I'm going to really regret that. Like Brett Bielema running yeah. back. The only thing that I would say might like help those that don't have Chase Brown is I don't know if Illinois is going to be anything but like a three win team. So like, is this right. just one of those awesome games that he puts up because you know, the other team was so awful. Like Isaiah Williams had seven catches for 26 yards or something. And it's like funny like, when I saw that, I thought of you said it on, I think it's the last podcast. We were talking about the underdog um, props, you know, and you said, uh-huh. yeah, I, I could just see Williams going for five catches for 19 yards. And I, it, it just hit me. I'm like, he literally called that one. That was spot on. It's just Tommy DeVito, <laughs> man. Like, it's not even like I can, can, be all excited about getting that right like it's just tommy devito yeah like so yeah so i want wyoming side of things we I think picked illinois good. to win three games this year. so and that was one of them right i would i would think so God, yeah. i hope so <laughs> uh wyoming is gonna be so bad i think that like mm-hmm. titus swin i know he's kind of banged up maybe he's fine maybe he's not but like uh, he he's one is toast man because that offense is so bad if they can't throw the ball, he's done. They're, just, they're, they're yeah. not going to do anything. They're no. never going to be around the goal line. So he's only going to score 40-yard touchdowns. Like their drives like, are going to be so short because if they get to third and six, they got to throw it, and they can't throw it. But then now you're punting, and then you – know, they, they He's not do... even going to play for a little while, though. Like rib means cracked rib, which means you're out for probably about a month. Especially as a <laughs> running back. Yeah, you're you're not getting hit all day. Yeah, yeah that was – um alarming i don't really have much titus swin i know you do i'm sorry i do i do whoops i mean he looked great but it's just the off like like what are you gonna do man what like if you can't get to if you can't get around the end zone you can't get the freebies then you're you're in trouble yeah yeah wyoming after that display i'm not sure if they win any games they have northern colorado week two i believe is that is that a win though? Like, <clears throat> I repeat, after that display, I don't know. Without sweat, potentially. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so, Wyoming could be looking at a winless season. But, you know, long way to go before that can that can happen. You guys want to cover any of these? There's plenty of other games. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about Nevada, New Mexico State. 
thoughts on that, Andrew? I didn't watch it. I was, I was too busy in catching up on DVR, UNC, and then pivoting over to Hawaii. Uh, it looked like it like, was totally unwatchable, just kind of following yeah, along on Twitter. It was so bad. <laughs> so it lived up to the hype, in other words. So yeah. I watched the first, I'd say the first quarter, and that Pavia for New Mexico State. Yeah. He was just throwing his body everywhere. Like, I don't know if he got pulled from injury or, or, he, or he threw three picks, but like first or second drive, he it's like third and six and like he's scrambling and he just like throws his body in there to get the first down, which was great. But I'm thinking, all right, week one, you're doing that. Like, you're not going to last very long. Um, Did you see the note about the backup who came into the game? Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. Okay, did you see? First of all, he he looked he's funny looking. Um, I see him now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But apparently, he he so he ends up in Las Cruces, right? Right. He, just, he was originally he just had no he idea was he was there. Committed he was to there. Princeton. <laughs> Who the fuck is deciding to go to Las Cruces <laughs> when you could go to Princeton and just coast as oh man Ivy League QB one? In fairness to what him, is- he played pretty well. Compared, compared to Pavia, yeah, he went 9 of 13, 143 and a touchdown. We had a pick, but Pavia had 75 and three picks. Pavia was the dual threat, you know. Yeah, guess, yeah. But, um, I mean, he's got to start <clears throat> this next game, right? What like, I found interesting was Amante Watkins did not even get a touch. Saw that. And they said they, he had a, a a pass thrown to him. I don't know if it was sure. I didn't see it. I don't know if it was drop or if it was just a bad throw. I don't know, but that was his only involvement from what I was reading, which seems odd. But yeah, that's not great. If you're not getting snaps for for uh, New Mexico State, you're in and trouble. And you think he's the most talented player on the roster, on the offense. Yeah, that offense struggled. Like, not there, there was none of that. But who good. knows? It could none have been one of those – those stupid one half suspensions for something he did. Who knows? Like that they don't announce, but we'll see week one. We'll see how it kind of plays out. What um, do we think happens in Hawaii? <clears throat> I think, oh. I think we can disregard Mandy. Who cares? Listen, they just crushed Hawaii. I like, watched the first quarter of that game and I saw Hawaii come down the field score. And I said, Oh man, Hawaii's looking sharp. They're going to look good. I, w- I changed the channel. I think I, my wife watched a movie or watched some shows or something, and I come to find out they're just getting boat raced. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, what happened? Because Vandy didn't look good like that first drive. I think they went three and out or was a very short drive. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, Hawaii's going to run up the score. And then I turn, flip it back, and it's 35 to 7 at one point. But I don't know. It's, it, Vandy, I guess, looks a little more threatening on offense than they have in years past. But is it because it's Hawaii? They have a dual threat quarterback, which they don't no, cool. they, they don't normally have. I mean, they have a, a quarterback that looks at least like he can play football. Um, they need to get all in on the run. That's all. Just what I'll say. If they want to be good, that's like their strongest players. I feel like yeah, they better just run. You know, do the old Northwestern, like, third and nine, here comes the draw. You know, like, just do that type <laughs> of stuff. Because I don't know if – I mean, Mike Wright not hitting the prize picks prop 
or even like doing well in underdog prob, right? It's like, oh my gosh, we're like, what are we, what are we doing here? But I am very interested. I think Dedrick Parsons will be okay for like your redraft or just you know for the rest of the season in terms of usage. But um, I mean, is Shager done? Like, do we think they give another guy a chance? Aren't you a Yellen guy? I am. I mean, he did not exactly look good. Well, uh, they they get Western Kentucky next week. I think you'll know everything you need to know there in that game like if they if they struggle to score points against them i think then you have some some reason for concern i think vice versa too right like if right. western kentucky struggles against them i think it's like okay well not even struggles like just doesn't do what we were hoping western kentucky would do yeah a midnight kick 1159 <laughs> it says sunday i think on fan tracks yeah but it's 1159 <laughs> yeah just awesome yeah it's great so I mean, they they threw it a bunch. They threw it 55 times, but that's probably because they were behind most of the game. But I do. I know they want to throw it. It's just, I don't know. We'll have to see. Oh, I think. Bowen's leaving the game clearly really set them back from yeah. a passing perspective. I watched his one catch in the first drive. I'm thinking, oh, here yeah. we go. He's going right. to start running right. away with it. And then yep. that was it. So, um, I don't know. They've got... They kind of spread the ball around, but that's again could be just yeah. They were... Noke looked like the classic like slot uh, slot Hawaii type yeah. guy. Murray looks like dude is an athletic freak, but I don't know if he he just doesn't seem like he is exactly ready to translate that right into to production on the field. And he, like part of it seemed like it, him and the QB weren't synced up, but also I felt, I felt like he just kind of. Uh, made made a couple mistakes. So if Bo if Bones is hurt and Murray's not really out there to contribute, Phillips didn't look like anything special, and uh, my boy Tomatoa wasn't close to seeing the field. So it's like they got like one receiver. Pinocchio, right? I mean, that's he had a nice game, right? Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was good, but. To make that offense go the way they wanted to, that's not that's not gonna cut it. All right. Um that all we got on Hawaii and Vandy? You guys want to add yeah. anything to that? All right. I think we got enough there. I think we can talk a little dub charts and then Yeah, I was just making sure there wasn't any other games we missed. I know I saw everybody going Charlotte plus seven. I'm like, ooh, boy. I can't really talk because every bet every pick I had was just way off, so Perry covered the uh, the the underdog pick'em that I threw out there, so that was nice. How how like what was the number? Because he it was two forty two total yards. Uh, he had like two sixty three. Yeah. So no 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 problem there. I've got him in dynasty, so I'm not really thrilled by his performance. But it was it was like the most classic Nikosi Perry game possible. Right, and I'm I'm expecting you know a couple couple more touchdowns. He had two touchdowns. I can live with it if I had to just throw him in, <laughs> throw him in for a week. But, yeah. but realistically, like I need three, four, five touchdowns to make it worth my while. All right. Um, Chris, I know you wanted to talk depth charts. Is there any you want to lead that off? With I think the one? biggest one, and I've marked it when I've been doing these projections for the, for the week. I'm like, James this is quarterback in for the. Uh, the Swen is listed on the depth chart this week, and we're pretending that he's okay, but I don't know how you can believe that. <laughs> We back, Zach? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I had a audio. I don't know if you could hear it, but I had audio from the Charlotte-Florida Atlantic game playing in my 
headphones. <laughs> and that'll be on the recording. You guys didn't hear nice. it, but they, they'll hear it. Cool, cool, um, cool, cool. Good. So. Keep them on their toes. Uh, <laughs> the biggest one to me, right, at least right now, is Missouri running back. Like that situation, you know, they're going to, they're three touchdown favorites. It's a great matchup against Louisiana Tech. And this is like the position that you want on Missouri. And just in general, this is a great fantasy position to, to have, right? So, you know, I think right now it says uh, Elijah Young is the top of the oars, and then it's Pete. And then uh, it's we need Cody to stop, Schrader. stop, stop. <laughs> you, you are, are you actually going to give the top of the oar thing like any sort of? Well, I just was doing it just because I was trying to visualize it for the. A lot of people yeah. actually like try and pretend that like read into that and like treat it like a religious thing. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't buy into it like that. But I just okay. was, I figured if I'm going to give it any, you want to give way, the context wanted, that you want to present, paint the picture of the depth chart for. Our, yeah, our I wanted listeners. to make sure I was doing it correctly. So it's actually Schrader was second and Pete third. Do my personal thought is that if Pete's been banged up, and if Pete was right. not banged up this off season, he would be the standalone guy or would eventually get the most carries on Why Thursday. Do you think I just think he's the best of the bunch. And I like Elijah Young, and I have some Elijah Young in Dynasty. It's just I can't imagine this Cody Schrader guy out of nowhere seems fickle. What is it? What's your perception of this, Andrew? Um, do you know anything about Cody Schrader? Not really. He's from Division Two, and he ran for almost twenty one hundred yards last year at Division Two. I I found Facebook highlights of the uh, the spring game of just a cut up clip of just his runs. Again, against and then listening to a locked on Mizzou podcast talking about him. Apparently, when he got into the spring game, it was just against like walk ons basically. Uh, for but he looks good running the ball in against the walk ons. That coupled with the 2100 yards has me interested enough to try and scoop him in a couple places and just see where how it plays out. I, was, I just I like I just made a bunch of ads, I think, like within the last day or so. Um, who, who knows, right? I, I'm I'm not a believer in Pete personally, healthy or not. I don't think he sees much, if any, run this week, uh, given the way that they're talking about his injury. I, I feel I feel like what – so it's described as soft tissue officially, and what people have read into or the context that they've gleaned is like it's hamstring most likely. And, and the way it probably plays out this week is Elijah Young gets the first snap and then go from there and see how it, how it rolls. Could be um, Young or Schrader. Uh, for this weekend, but I agree with you that in the context of that DFS slate on Thursday, and then also I think just most interesting things on depth charts that we're reading that have come out within the last 48 hours. That's one of them. That's a, like a, a fair, it's a, it's a, a point to pay attention to and try and uh, a, a puzzle to try to solve. It reminds me of UNC on Saturday where they threw out this BS depth chart with DJ yeah. Jones first and I was talking to my buddy Galen and he's like, he's like, why did you project it this way? I'm like, just don't touch it, please. Like <laughs> all off season, we've been like talking about this in the last couple of weeks specifically, just like, don't touch it. Cause like, I feel pretty good about this. There's just so many things that went on with it. It was like DJ Jones is hopefully, I mean, he got like what one carry or two snaps and then he was off the field. And it's so and, funny when that happens. Like five carries. It's like, it yeah. truly felt like a, we appreciate your, uh, your yeah. efforts to the team and the university. So we'll let you start the first game. Yeah. You know, That's I'll, like literally what it felt like. I want to go back to the, the point of the top of the oars list. 
Do you think these schools do that on purpose? They put a guy up there just to get it. Like they think like the common thought is, oh, he's the top. So I'm going to, he's, he must be the favorite. Or do you think it's just random? They throw him out there. Or do, I you, think th it's or do you think it's just alphabetical? Because I don't think it's always alphabetical. No, I would say it's either random or they're trying to, <laughs> maybe they're trying to make a, a play on a player, right? Like maybe Pete is screwing around and not taking rehab seriously. We're going to put so that or on you and we're going to put you at the bottom of the or. I mean, yeah, it's all psychological yeah. narrative street type stuff that we all love talking about, but like it's complete BS and we won't care in like two weeks when football's full swing. All right. So I wanted to jump in real quick. I don't have a whole lot of thoughts on it, but the Louisville depth chart came out and um, Theon Evans was the RB one according to this, but I wanted to scroll down to Andrew's guy. And it's actually, I have him in dynasty Marshawn Ford. He's not the starting tight end. He's the, but H he's never, he's no. never the starting. Tight no, end. he's the H back. Yeah. yeah. So that's basically, we're going to use you playmaker, but playmaker position essentially. Right. Kind of like a Jalen Samuels without the rushing, I would say. Yeah. He, he he's never listed a tight end. Though. Last year, same deal. He get, like mm -hmm. they they always list him an H back, and then like they... Florida State does that with their mm -hmm. running backs, right? Like Benson and Ward were the like I mean, Tua Feely had an amazing game too, and he had buzz all off season. But like they are like more uh, more recently, but like Ward and Benson are their guys, but only one of them was shown as a starter, and then Tua Feely was shown as a starter as a running back. But it's like this weird. I don't know what this second running back is, but it's not like a fullback. It's so a it's a Memphis thing, right? It's got to be right. But yeah. they both say the same thing, which is, I think, which is the confusing part. It's like, why are you both RB? Like at least there's a tight end and an H back for Louisville. But did you see the Alabama depth chart? Yes, I did. Holden, dude, the, 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 the tides are not the tides. Like, this is this story keeps going back and forth. Our our, our bet Brooks versus Earl. Like every time something happens for one side, something the the pendulum swings the other way and just clocks the other team, <laughs> whether it be CDC yeah. or PPR in the face, right? Um, I mean, every, everyone seems pretty aligned in unison that holding over Brooks is probably performative more than anything else. That Brooks is still gonna. Get a ton of snaps, get chances to show out. Harrell listed behind Burton is interesting, I think, and potentially similarly meaningless. And this, like the idea that, because what you're saying with that more or less is that Harrell will not get on the field unless Burton comes off the field, which I don't right. think is like a, the way that things actually play out. And I also don't think that, well, they're, they're different, I guess, because I think ultimately. Brooks, Brooks uh, is the Omari and Hampton to to Treshawn Holden's DJ Jones, uh, so that those are my sure. thoughts on that. Yeah, it's for context, right? There's a bet between us and Jason the Natty where they have JoJo Earl, we have to Corey Brooks. Do you think there's a lot of like? Do you think there's a chance they do a bunch of four receiver sets, or do you do you think they're gonna yes. stay in with three receivers the most of the time? I think, I think, yeah, I think they do. I think they got so many uh, options. They could rotate. Like just because he's second on the depth chart doesn't mean he doesn't get significant snaps. Like you're saying, Harold behind Burton doesn't really make a ton of sense. 
because like you're if you're if you're assuming that Errol is his true backup, then he shouldn't be on the field if Burton's on the field. And I don't think that is what basically what Andrew was saying. Like I don't think that's the case at all. Yeah, and I think it's the same way with. He's kind of been Brooks. So do we, is there any possibility that Harold's like early injury has kind of put him in the same spot as Pete where it's like, he just kind of started late because of an injury or do we think that he's, I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for other people hyping up Harold, I probably would be like, okay, yeah, cool. But like everybody <laughs> else likes him so much. He's yeah. so fast. Like he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't that great at Louisville. Like it, like Burton wasn't that great either, but like Burton, I don't know he just to me looked better at georgia and then he had productive games and it just was the offense wasn't built to do that i, I like them both i i agree that so i think alabama's base will be three receivers and then they'll go to four that's what seems like they've done over recent years um so and that will be one avenue for getting all those guys on the field uh, where do we think I – and mean, we can get away from Alabama here in a second. Uh, but what about Earl? Where do we think Earl would slot in? The Prentice spot probably. Yeah. Is that guy good, Prentice? Yeah, they've been talking about him. Like I, I've seen a bunch of stuff that says, like, if, is there the one freshman that should get significant time? It's him. Um, yeah. I don't know a whole lot about him. I just know that they really like him. Yeah. The All the Alabama writers and everything talk about him. True. It feels weird that he would just get right into an, a, a starting spot. I know. I agree. I don't know. We need to get at least 10 catches and 150 yards and a touchdown before. <laughs> I'll, I, I'll, my prediction, I'll stick to my theory. Prentice is on Prentice is on the field for less than 15% of snaps, and we see Harold Burton and um, Holden Brooks, Brooks dominate snaps week one. Well, the best thing about this is that there's a lot of there's a two, three, four weeks maybe of games where these guys can prove that they're studs ahead of Earl. That's what I'm hoping for at the very exactly, point. exactly. Yeah. So, all right. Um, other depth charts came out. There's a bunch. I'm just scrolling through them. Um, I I like Wisconsin's. It's just simple, too deep. We don't have any ores. There's no <laughs> nothing. It's just give me the two deep that are going to start. That's what I want. Um, I don't care if you lie to me. Just give me that. I don't want oars. Um, Jarrett Dagey is an oar as the backup quarterback at Troy. Mm. <laughs> um, how long do you think it's before he's starting, or does he ever start there? He might not ever start. Okay, He's gone. <laughs> he's gone. Who cares? Mississippi State was interesting. It feels like I never know. I just had that one up. I don't know where. It feels like I never know what the heck. Like, there's all these letters. Is, yeah. They all like rotate, so it's like, why do we have letters if like one on the field they rotate, and two like in spring you could have seen that Wally was an X and now he's a Y, and in two weeks he's going to be an H. Like, yeah, I don't know what's going on here, but that that's starting. I guess what's the what is it that you want? You want the X. the X, right? Well, it just the, depends. No, it's, it's the uh, you want. I guess you like want the Z. Z. You want the Z in this offense. That's why Makai Polk was, yeah. and that's Caleb Ducking, who nobody talked about until like three weeks ago. Right. Of course, is Mike Leach. Do you see that there's a some guy that no one's ever heard of in an or with Marks and Dylan Johnson? Yeah, Simeon Price. Who is that man? 
<laughs> no idea. <laughs> it's very leech to do that, though. And, and he'll start. He'll be the guy that they've trot out their opening drive to. Yeah, and, everyone, everyone, and everyone's going to lose their mind. Yeah. Um, trying to see if there's anything else that's kind of jumping out. Uh, Memphis put out theirs. They got Brandon Thomas and Ducker. I guess they're probably both going to share time. Um, what do you guys think about Ontario um, Brown starting over Whaley is going to, I should just light a bunch of money on fire right now. Cause that's about where I'm at with that. Yeah. Having drafted I have endless Whaley all off season. So I think they'll be fine though. Like I think Brown will get, I was looking at game logs from last year and it's definitely yeah. like a, one guy gets the heavy workload, right? But Ooh, Javon if, you know, the other guy still gets like some some run. It's not like Whaley's toast. Yeah. You know, so you yeah. still have a shot. I mean, it's whatever. But it's it not great, but it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. My guy Javon Baker getting a starting spot for UCF. He can Dude, one of the guys throw who it like seven block for Pumley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're gonna throw it like seven times again. Like, who could, you know, like I've just held between on to Bowser it for so long. and Plumley, you know, it's just gonna be just be run awesome. after run. It's gonna be great, and it's gonna work. It's the best part about it. Yeah. <laughs> what do we think about Michigan rotating starting quarterbacks? Mm. Well, not for not for a half, like game to game, right? Isn't that how they're doing it? Like mm-hmm. game one, game two. I yep. think it's I think it's awesome, and I think that as much as it like so much of the stuff that Harbaugh does is just grandstanding and performative and like and super weird and stuff. But peel back, ignoring the source for a second, I think that when you have two quarterbacks, especially those that play different styles, this is like the and you have the opportunity with the way the schedule sets up. This is a, an amazing and ideal way to settle a quarterback battle. How can you? possibly tell if jj mccarthy is is as good at running the offense as Cade mcmara is when his game is so much more based on athleticism than cases right in, a, in an environment where you can't go live and lean into his trends and no i'm not i'm not speaking at all about the cincinnati quarterback battle at all um and they they should just have Ben Bryant try it out against Arkansas, and then Prater They're gets going to Ohio, and whoever plays better gets the job. Uh, I think but, we're going to see it. They're just not going to announce it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I think I think this is I think it's I think it's really smart. I think that this is the only way to like actually see how who is better at leading the offense in a real environment and the fact that they're 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 playing. I mean, I love both those teams so much. Of course, Hawaii and Colorado State, but it's probably not going to be super close in either of those games. So I think it's a great opportunity to actually settle a QB battle the right way. Which by What's the way, a... Colorado state real quick. I saw that uh, Dante Wright is a backup. Second, it's a backup yeah, to Stovall. Yeah. What is a, what's the bigger dick move? Mike posting his own tweet in his own discord <laughs> or Jim Harbaugh, Her, uh, Harbaugh saying, you know what? We're, we're so good that I don't even know who my quarterback is. And I'm going to let one of them play one day and one of them the other. <laughs> and, and then trying to parlay it into a Bible reference it, that made absolutely zero sense. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't read that. Like I saw the jokes about it and I was yeah. like, I'm not I think gonna you, try you that still got to give Mike well. the nod though. Right. Yeah, definitely. Mike. Oh yeah. Uh, for me, what's the, like you're playing two bad teams. Like I ex- fully expect, 
Cade McNamara to be like 14 for 18 for 220 and two TDs. And then I fully expect JJ McCarthy to be like eight for 11 for a buck 60 and a touchdown, but then run for like 80 yards and two. Like, what are you really going to accomplish? They're both going to look great. And then what do you do game three? Yeah. You just say like, well, I liked our offense more. Like it was more dynamic and more, you know, keep you on your toes when JJ was at quarterback. Or do you think we need the, well, I think because everybody else is so good, our defense is so good that we're just going to do the, the Cade McNamara play it safe thing. Cause I feel like both are going to be awesome. What do you think about this? You know, those games are going to be main slate games, right? And you know everyone is going to be on the Michigan running games. But maybe to actually settle the quarterback battle, Harbaugh calls super QB-heavy game plans and says, you know what, throw the ball 40 times, Cade, and let's see how you actually are as a quarterback. And the maybe. running backs don't really get involved into game. Or not as much. Three. Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, I definitely, I mean, JJ's game is to run it, right? Like, and he's obviously a, he's a dual threat, so he can pass. Yeah, RPOs, but like, RPOs all day for him, and Cade drop back pass 40 times. I would be worried about him throwing it 40 times against Colorado State. Like, it probably works out fine, but. Well, if it's know. not working, then you just, uh, you, you, you give him a black, uh, a black mark, right? And you go, you hand the ball to Quorum and uh, Donovan in the second half. So. Do you, if I were to make projections for this, do you say McNamara gets a hundred percent of the snaps at quarterback? Yeah. Usually, right? I would say, yeah. well, it's going to be a blowout, so I'll give five percent of the quarterback snaps to McCarthy. But if anything, it kind of feels like it's going to be McNamara and then like QB three, maybe. I agree. Hmm. I actually, so this off season, I try, I came up with ten questions that I want to try and ask myself uh, for like a given slate. For DFS, like, what are ten ways that I can like be contrarian potentially if the if the slate allows for it? And one of them is, what team in a great matchup that leans on their running back could just the way they get their points is actually they just throw all over that opposing defense. And maybe Michigan's the answer of week one. Yeah, because everyone will be all on Edwards and uh, Quorum, and then maybe Kid goes for three twenty and three. But to kind of answer your question, Chris, like what do you do if they both play well game one and game two? Because you get UConn week three. <laughs> so you just – Do you think they go half and half for that one? I, I really am curious what Harbaugh – So he said he would name that. a starter after the second game. But, I mean, you could always change your mind. You could do whatever you well, want. Yeah. No gonna... Like what if week that against Colorado State it's just lights out like a perfect flawless game. Yeah. Do you still roll out the plan with week two or do you just like, look, why yeah. would we change? Yeah, I think you can, because you can, so you have the luxury to Hawaii. do that. Yeah. But then what if he has a lights out performance game too? Like it, it just feels like you're setting yourself up for a difficult decision. But I mean, it's, I think he's giving himself the best shot because he was going to have to make a difficult decision to begin yeah. with. Yeah. So now he's at least, he's saying, okay, well, look, like both guys are going to have a shot against a really bad team. So if one of them falls on their face, you know, no one's going to get mad at me because I said, and I gave him a shot. Like that's, and he's and just you keep pushed, your he's word kicking the can thing. down the road. Yeah. He's kicking the can down the road for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, it's different, but 
see how it plays out. Who do you do? Do uh, either of you guys care or have an edge to like which one you want to win? I want JJ. Yeah, I think I'm I do too. JJ too. So they should have just asked I, us. I, I want <laughs> if he wins it. I want them to change the offense though to like just be straight RPOs all the time. Which you know, I mean, Michigan, gosh. like you know, Harbaugh's <laughs> like, yeah. How well? How like how can I run it more? <laughs> so I'm surprised he hasn't done it already. To be honest, yeah. I mean, the fact that he played McCarthy a good bit last year randomly, like I don't think he would have ever done that, right? Like in all the other years, they couldn't find one random backup that was like pretty mobile to be like that same guy, and he never did with like Rudolph, like uh, Rudock and O'Kern and all those guys. Like so, yeah. it'd be nice. I, who knows what happens, but. It's hard to go against McNamara when he just yeah, pulled the Stetson Bennett and got him to the playoff. All right. Yeah. I wanted to address this because I know Andrew is dying to talk about it. So TCU released their depth chart. Um, and they gave the, the, the or at quarterback. Is that just, you know, just uh, all for show a smoke screen or it's just more opportunity for us to make more money. Hopefully they don't <laughs> announce anything at all and none of what none of that like the game day leak shit where i don't understand why it's always a national guy who's leaking it out too like why is every why do these schools tell pete thamel who their starting quarterback is going to be i'd be so fucking pissed if i was a local beat writer and i'm putting all this time Mm. and energy covering this team and the school went behind my back and went to the national guy and leaked the story that i've been trying to uncover the entire offseason to that national guy um but I digress. Um, yeah, it's more opportunity for us. It's going to be Chandler. He's going to it's going to ball out. I I love hearing the the three QBs will play thing. I think that I, it's only true. I think in the sense that Sam Jackson is getting time running back right now, right? Uh, so supposedly, like that's uh, a little bit that you can just pick up if you're searching Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, but I don't buy into the idea that they're just going to rotate uh, or quarters or possessions or anything like that. It's going to be Chandler. It's going to be awesome. Let's go. So Chris, we were talking about the X's and the Y's, the Z's, all those positions, right? Utah's um, depth chart. Have you looked at it? They have, it's like only oars, right? No, no, no. no. They have X receiver, a Z receiver, an R receiver, a Y, which is a tight end and a U, which is a tight end. And yeah. K- Kincaid's, well, you, Kincaid's it, the Y, Keithy's the U. <laughs> is that Stanford Utility, or what do you think that stands for? Probably, like, I would, that's what I would think, Utility Man. Like, just use him as a fullback slash tight end, wherever we want to put him kind These of thing. guys think they're so But smart. the running backs, yeah, it's a it's a four-way or. Matter of fact, now, it's, it's, is it's, it bad to be the fourth? Is At what point does being the last or actually matter like well the fourth one what i find what i find interesting is there's an or after all four of them so it's like there could be a fifth guy dude i saw yeah Yeah. like or we just go to the next position and just let that guy play or we let the fullback logan kendall play he's there so here's a hot button or right Mm -hmm. now mitchell trigg is an or and he's the second or (laughs) <laughs> so is dart okay mm-hmm. here's another one do we think that with this situation darts the second or and so is trig which i think 
yes, Altmaier had some steam, and there's a there's a decent shot that he's a quarterback. Maybe that's the second that game. Dart and Trig. Kidding, <laughs> Maybe do we think that Trig and or uh, Trig and Dart being second oars, the correlation is real, and thus they are both the starters. Hmm. Interesting. You got to dig deep for this. I start, don't know. Man. Like that could they could just be the Central Arkansas game team if they play Troy week one. Maybe they get week, I, week two. None of that crap matters. <laughs> like, I know. The QB battle's a battle, but there's no way after Casey Kelly, all that hype he got last offseason, didn't do anything. And there's no way he beats out Trig. There's zero way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's starting Trig. I haven't, I haven't looked at a ton. I've, I've only the ones that have kind of come across my feet. I don't have them all. But I think we've kind of covered... Most, if not all, that we want to talk about, unless there's some that you guys want to throw in. No, I think we've somehow, covered all the good ones. Somehow Puka and Nakua and Gunnar Romney are magically hurt. <laughs> why Why is this just coming out today? And the, the, these writers are acting like this was just common knowledge that they weren't practicing for the past few weeks. Like, no, no, dude, no one, <laughs> no one, no one knew about this. Beat writers have no idea what they're doing these days. They yeah. can't even take a picture, right? So I don't, you know, can't assume that they're going to do anything else. That was right. one of the best tweets I've seen, Chris. Did you see and you the got Alabama a lot of good ones. one? Yeah. Did you see the yeah. Alabama? Why is that guy giving me a shot of his crotch like that? <laughs> you know? Did you oh, notice that? Cute. I did. I did. Uh, but your tweet was, I, I literally laughed out loud when I read that. It is incredible how bad they are at taking photos. And like half the time I have to squint, like I'm literally getting my face to the monitor because like, if I click it, it somehow doesn't get bigger and it's not big enough to begin with. It's just a mess. Yeah. The love and hate of this day. So Syracuse. Oh yeah. Syracuse uh, depth chart. That was one I saw. All the uh, receiver positions are ors. No surprise. Do we know anything about the backup quarterback? Syracuse, Carlos Del Rio Wilson. That's the former Florida. Yeah, Jack Del Rio's kid. Yeah, is he any good? No, he's been <laughs> to like four colleges. Is that the same like, guy? He's a redshirt freshman. So, so according uh, to the no, it's the brother of the one that went to four colleges. Same thing. Hmm. No, I yeah, think the I other think... I, the guy that matters there is that Justin Lamson that that got hurt. Hmm. He's the real backup. He just is hurt for the season. So gotcha. C two C guys love him. Interesting, but yeah. Well, all well, right. I think it's time for me to go make dinner, Zach. So we'll wrap this bad boy <laughs> yeah, up. It's yeah, late. yeah. Um, it's good talking to you guys on a Monday. Um, Night. Monday night, yep. So um, before we go, I just want to promote the underdog thing real quick. Um, If you guys haven't already, just use the code BTR or BTR pod and you'll match it. They'll match a hundred up to a hundred dollars of your deposit. Like us, subscribe to us on YouTube, leave us a review on Apple podcasts. I know you can't on Spotify, but you can leave a rating. Um, Please do that. All I got, guys. So, unless you guys got something else to add, we'll see you guys next week.